Welcome to the Relatable Finance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joseph Carl and Shane Phillips. Welcome to today's episode of Relatable Finance. I'm your co-host, Joseph Carl, Chief Investment Strategist here with Provenance Wealth Advisors. Today we're going to discuss an extremely relevant and timely topic, which is personal finance and retirement planning for women. While some may say the challenges faced by men versus women may seem the same, statistics strongly suggest otherwise. For example, women are less likely to have savings in retirement, are less likely to contribute to the retirement plans, and rely more heavily on Social Security during retirement. Women are also more likely to have to care for a family member, and as we all know, earn less while working. All of these factors, as well as others which we will go over today, contribute to different circumstances for women versus men, and therefore a different approach for designing an optimal financial plan to meet goals and objectives. But hold up, wait a minute, I have two of the industry's best, Olga Ishmael, retirement plan consultant, and Jessica Pendergraft, financial advisor, both here at Provenance Wealth Advisors. Thank you both for joining me today. Thanks for having us, Joe. Yes, we're so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you both. So to start off, why don't we get a little bit of info on each of you, your background, how you came into the world of financial planning, and what your day-to-day activities look like. Well, I guess I'll start. Well, thanks again for having us here this morning, Joe. We were very excited to be included in this podcast. And so just a little history around me and how I came to this world with Provenance Wealth Advisors. So my degree, both my uh, undergrad and my master's, is in teaching. So I've always had a passion for educating individuals. At one point in time, obviously, teaching in the public school system, where they were, my audience were the young ones. Now I still have that same passion. I still am able to practice that same uh, teachable concepts, but to adults. And so really what made me move from the public school system into the financial world was fear, anxiety, and angst about being a single mom and placing all the responsibilities of me getting old and having only one child to take care of me and motivating me to go outside my comfort zone and move to a different industry that I could potentially earn more money. So that was the driving factor. So I really had to look for the opportunity where I could use my passion of education, but to a greater source. And so I was able to migrate and use my talents through John Hancock, met uh, some of my colleagues here at Provenance Wealth Advisors, and now, again, I'm just enjoying the opportunity to primarily teach individuals in the corporate world how to save for retirement. Great. Thank you. And, yeah, like Olga was saying, thank you so much for having us, Joe. Um, We were just talking about I started uh, in this industry by accident when I was 21. I was actually an English literature major. I was going to be a teacher, uh, and then I kind of got lured away by the financial industry, but I started as a trader. And one of the reasons that I um, am so passionate about financial planning is I did go through the recession in 2008 as a trader, and it was literally taking you know 80 to 100 phone calls a day of people just crying as they watched their accounts go down. So one of the things in the back of my mind was, okay, well, how can we make this better? Is It's not just saying, okay, let's uh, take the most risk we possibly can, get the highest return we possibly can. It's, no, let's have some goals and let's have some planning that works around that so you're not in a panic situation all the time. So I made that decision to kind of switch to financial planning. I received my um, certification in financial planning and I earned my master's in accounting to help with all that. So I came to Providence at the beginning of this year from uh, UBS, the Swiss bank, and really I'm focused on helping 
helping um, families and individuals uh, with our state planning, financial planning, retirement kind of investment. So putting it all together for them and being that key person that they can go back to and say, okay, now we have something else that's coming up. How does that work into our lives? And so it's an ongoing kind of relationship that can happen over many years. Great. Well, thank you both for that. And we are thankful to have you both on the team here. So Jessica, let's start off with you. Uh, what are some of the unique challenges that women face when trying to design an optimal financial strategy for their goals and objectives? That's a great question. So there are um, many things in financial planning that are universal, right, to both men and women. But women often have more pressure to maybe take care of older parents, uh, plan for their children's education, you know, figure out which college or even which private school they're going to go to. And then also, statistically, women live longer than their spouses, right? So they have to also think about, how am I going to pay for long-term care when there's nobody else around to, to help me with that kind of stuff? So I, what we try to do is say, okay, these are all the important things that everyone should have, but how do we bring in um, our own experience and our other clients' experience to make this specific to you um, so that not, we're not just rubber stamping a plan for you. It's very specific for what you want. And Olga, uh, when looking at things from a retirement plan perspective, are there some differences between men and women? Well, definitely there are differences in the ability to accumulate and to the level of accumulation. Um, but I think we uh, often find that there are similarities as well in the sense that we tend to get busy with life. Uh, especially women, we are responsible for our homes. We place our children as a re uh, huge responsibility. Um, also, we become the caretakers of our elders, just as Jessica had mentioned. And so with all these factors, the last one on the list is ourselves. So we need to find a way to start thinking differently and placing ourselves at the top. We can't be a caretaker to any of these individuals if we don't take care of ourselves. And that's from a wellness uh, perspective. But from a financial aspect, just the same. We typically place ourselves last. Um, I know that I just heard from one of my colleagues uh, a great uh, comment in the sense that we find solutions for everyone else. When we need a car, we can finance it. If we need a mortgage, we can finance it. If we need to save for the uh, education of our children, we can finance that too. And so there's opportunities for everything else. But when it comes to retirement, there is no one that will finance it. We have to do it on our own. The onus is on us to start accumulating as quickly as possible. We do have a bit more trials and tribulations because we do take time off to maybe raise our children or perhaps start our careers a little bit later. So the salary aspect is also another factor. But again, it's up to us to make those decisions. The earlier we start, the better it is. I encourage my daughters that are all in their late 20s to start the minute they got into corporate world and just Continue to challenge yourself. Even if it's a 1% increase into your 401k plan, that is a huge opportunity. Um, you know, and, and I think the other part that I would also mention is women tend to get caught up in those myths, realizing that I do have to save for retirement, but why should I start now? I have plenty of time. I'm busy with other things. No time like the present. Educate yourself, pay yourself first. I love her reference to, to wellness as well, right? Um, so it's financial wellness. And there's a phrase I like, it's you can't pour from an empty cup. So make sure you're defining your goals and taking care of yourself so that you can take care of everybody else around you. And that goes for health and finances and every aspect of life. Great. And just to go back to you, Olga, for a moment, 
given your background in education, how important is education in all of this? Uh, and how informed do you know women need to be, or is there a lack of information out there? Well, there's definitely information out there. It's whether we're making the time or we're seeking out that information. More so these days, it's a bit more prominent. I'm finding that since I deal with retirement plans, corporate retirement plans, a lot of the plan sponsors, the ownerships, are really taking more of an initiative to include that type of education while you're in the workforce. But if not, that's the perfect opportunity where you can reach out to whether it's financial planners, uh, as Jessica had mentioned, or even do some online uh, research. But there is enough information for you to realize that the earlier you start, the better it is. It's just as simple as that. And I would say that you don't have to be an expert, like we were talking about on all these subjects, right? You don't have to, to go out and say, okay, now I know how to you know, trade options and let's talk about that. No, it's let's start with the fundamentals. What are the basic parts of an estate plan? Um, what do all these things kind of mean? So that you just have, you're armed with just enough information to be able to communicate what your needs and wants are. Yeah, that's great. The, the purpose of this app podcast is really to be educational and um, it's important just to, to get a little bit. No one's an expert out there all the time and uh, start to build the building blocks, the foundation of getting an understanding. So back to you, Jessica. Uh, from a financial planning perspective, does the presence of children and or other family man- members impact a financial plan? Absolutely. Um, so one of the things that Olga had just mentioned, which is really hard to get past sometimes, is you know some of my clients have lots of children, you know eight and ten children, and of course it's hard to kind of put that aside and, and focus on financial matters. Just keeping in mind that everything that you're doing and all the steps that you're taking to set yourself up for success has a positive impact on your children as well. Um, so just kind of taking that little pause and say, okay, today I'm going to focus on um, what I need and what I'm really trying to get out of um, you know, my financial life. And that way tomorrow when I'm back to taking care of the kids, I know that I've done something well for the entire family. I know that one of the analogies that I use often during my meetings with the employees is to think of retirement as their longest vacation. And I'm a big planner. And so anytime that I go on a vacation, even if it's just a couple of days, there's always an agenda, there's always reservations that have been made, and more importantly, there's always a budget to follow. And if I'm able and willing to dedicate that time to planning a two or three day vacation, maybe even a seven day vacation for the whole family, how can I not justify planning for my longest vacation, which is my retirement years. That's 20 years, God willing, if not, you know, even maybe more so, where there's no money coming into the household. And yet we want to be able to enjoy that life. That's what we've all been working towards. And now we're going to get to retirement and we're going to be making decisions based on how much money we have, or should it be the other way around, where we're making decisions in advance, saving enough, making sure that we can fulfill all of those goals. And, and I would say, too, that, um, you know, we don't like to think about the, the kind of icky parts of financial planning, like what happens when somebody dies. But I have seen those scenarios where a spouse passes away and the other spouse has no idea what to do or what's going on. Um, so even like we were talking about, even if you're not an expert on everything that's happening on the day to day, you have an idea of where all of your assets are held and what happens when something goes wrong. Shifting gears for a moment, and let's start with you here, Olga, um, given that you already had some children that have gone through college, how important is college education planning, and, and what would you, kind of advice would you give in that area? Well, it's certainly 
an important topic. There are different avenues for being able to fund that kind of uh, education. So it's really the onus again is on us. Become educated, see what the different options that best fits your child. And it can be different for each one of our children. I know that my older two um, were very focused on their goals, were able to achieve it, graduated very similar to Jessica early in advance. And then there was another one of my children that took a little bit longer. And so the financing behind that or, or the budgeting for that was very different. So I think it's about education and making sure that you are aware of what different programs are available for th that funding. And I would say that, um, so my daughter's not there yet, she's nine and a half, but starting early with college savings was extremely important. So I have a 529 plan for her, but it's not um, one size fits all. So we were talking a little bit earlier about, um, you know, maybe you're not gonna pay for every single part of your kid's college. Maybe they're gonna be responsible for their housing, right? So just saving as much as you possibly can without putting yourself, your own retirement aside. Um, is important and, and do it automatically so you're not having to think about it either. Great. Um, and, and this question is for both of you, but let's, Jessica, let's start with you. Um, if you were to give one piece of advice to women for financial planning, what would it be? I would say um, it doesn't matter if you're single or you have a partner, just have the courage to educate yourself and know that you have a place at the financial table and just be able to communicate what you need and what you want for your family. Um, that's a, a huge step. I would say even defining your goals as well. Taking the time or allowing yourself the time to sit down, really think through short-term, long-term goals and how are the activities that you're involved in today are going to allow you to fulfill those goals. And if not, that's where the shift needs to start. Great. And I would just add to that, uh, I would encourage anyone, male or female, to start as early as possible. The sooner the better. And don't be afraid to ask those questions. This is a very complex area. Everyone's goals and objectives are unique. The optimal financial plan is unique. So it's important to ask those questions and learn and start working on that as quickly as possible. So this is a very complex topic and a very timely topic. Is there, a, If our listeners wanted to learn more, is there another opportunity for them to do that? Absolutely. So the timing all works out nicely. Uh, Olga and I, also with some of our partners here at Provenance, are starting a women's webinar series. So um, that will start in 2022, and we'll try to hit on uh, all of the topics that we think are important, but also uh, receive feedback from our listeners as well. If there's something that you want to learn more about, you know, let us know at the end of the webinar, and, and we're happy to do that. And I think just circling back on some of our commentaries uh, throughout this morning, the focus will be on topics related to women, but also knowing that those topics can also be relatable to men. And so uh, it may even be some kind of an activity where you both sit down and maybe listen to that podcast as you're driving to dinner and, and just make sure that your spouse or your significant other is recognizing you as well and that you have your own thoughts um, and would like to be part of that conversation. Well, thank you, Olga and Jessica, so much for joining me today. This was incredibly informative. Um, and if anyone has any questions, please reach out to us at finance at com, and follow us on Twitter at relatablefinancepodcast.com. Thank you. Provenance Wealth Advisors is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. 
Investment advisory services are offered through Provenance Wealth Advisors and Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Any opinions are those of Relatable Finance Podcast and PWA, and not necessarily those of Raymond James. The information contained in this report does not purport to be a complete description of the securities, markets, or developments referred to in this material. There is no assurance that any of the trends mentioned will continue or forecasts will occur. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but Raymond James does not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Any information is not a complete summary or statement of all available data necessary for making an investment decision and does not constitute a recommendation. Investment involves risk and you may incur a profit or loss regardless of strategy selected. Diversification and asset allocation do not ensure a profit or protect against a loss. Investing involves risk and investors may incur a profit or loss. Raymond James does not provide tax or legal services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Future investment performance cannot be guaranteed and investment yields will fluctuate with market conditions. Any examples given in the podcast are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary.